Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, September 22nd. I have built a magnificent temple. Today's scripture reading is found in 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 12 through 21 from the New International Version, which reads, Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in a dark cloud. I have indeed built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. While the whole assembly of Israel was standing there, the king turned around and blessed them. Then he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his own hand has fulfilled what he promised with his own mouth to my father David. For he said, Since the day I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city in any tribe to have a temple built so that my name might be there. But I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you're not the one to build the temple. But your son, your own flesh and blood, he is the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded David my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. And I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. I have provided a place there for the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord that he made with our ancestors when he brought them out of Egypt. This is God's word. Our hands pressed up against the glass, our faces pushing as close as we dared. Below was paradise. Spread out below was the vast expanse of the main reading room of the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. A sea of books lined the room, towering up to the ceiling, it seemed, up and up and up, with brilliant dark wood desks, most empty, arrayed in perfect order in the center of the room below. My daughter and I were both seized with an irresistible Tina Fey moment. I want to go to there. How do we get down there, we asked. You have to have a card. How do we get a card? Take your ID, go downstairs, fill out an application. We'll take your picture and then issue the card. And then we get to go to there? No. Then you can request an appointment sometime after the next two weeks. Our flight home, of course, was taking off within hours. After briefly considering, but then dismissing the thought of bribery, we made our way downstairs where we were directed to computer terminals where we could fill out an online application after verifying our identity. With the eagerness of children on Christmas Eve, we typed in all the information and clicked submit. Then they snapped a picture of each of us. Moments later, we were each handed our very own library card from the Library of Congress, each containing our name and our photo. We both clutched our cards. We looked at each other over the required masks, the masks unable to conceal the beaming smiles on our faces as we both quite literally squealed out loud and gave each other a loud high five. Shh, motioned the nearby librarian. Sorry, we mouthed. 
as our smiles beamed even more broadly. We had just been shushed by a librarian in the Library of Congress. So right about now you're wondering to yourself, what in the world does this have to do with Solomon's temple? Simple. Okay, well, at least in this mind. We'd been to Jefferson's tomb, had ridden up the Washington Monument, yes, the elevator was actually working, and recited in unison the Gettysburg Address inside the Lincoln Memorial. But as we looked down upon the main reading room in the Library of Congress, we felt that we were at last standing before the Holy of Holies as we gazed upon the glories of that main reading room library. As the saying goes, so close, but yet so far. No veil separated us from this most holy place of books, just a thin pane of glass, an application process, and a long queue stretching out two weeks for an appointment. Glorious proximity, but alas, no immediate direct access. We were sure we could smell the books through the glass. It was transcendent. The whole moment was transcendent. Mere stacks of books filling up a room. Okay, that would still be cool, but this, this was divine. Like a gift evoking wonder and delight. Much like I've experienced when entering great cathedrals with their vaulted ceilings. This is temple space. Sure, we can worship anywhere, even in a plain brown box that differs not a whit from a Costco warehouse. The divine can transcend and transform anything and anywhere, turning it into a holy of holies. Ah, but temple space, when it's done well, surely this is what evoked this great prayer of Solomon even as it did the disciples centuries later in the second temple erected on the same spot as this. Lord, behold what manner of buildings and what manner of stones. Let's just call this the upside of temple space done well. You have to try not to be moved and stirred. Now, as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, consider, when have you felt yourself stirred in temple space done well that wasn't even explicitly religious or a temple, such as we experienced in the Library of Congress? What use do you have in your spiritual life for such temple space? Where do you typically find it? How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are always praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. 
One day spent in your house, this beautiful place of worship beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. I'd rather scrub floors in the house of my God than be honored as a guest in the palace of sin. All sunshine and sovereign is God, generous in gifts and glory. He doesn't scrimp with his traveling companions. It's smooth sailing all the way with God of the angel armies. Silah. Pause in his presence.